And I'm a mama. I'm Ryan, and I'm not a mama. I'm a tough guy, Viking guy. I'm a berserker. <laughs> and I'm just a I'm just a lady who's trying to make it work in a man's world. <laughs> and this is Mama Needs a Movie. Um, we have a, a really exciting episode, a great guest today, and a, a very exciting movie. Um, I wanted to open just by paying tribute to, to we, we lost a great movie figure this week. Yes. Someone who is uh, really wonderful. Um, Vangelis. Vangelis. Uh, uh, passed away at age 79. Which is surprisingly uh, young. I was really surprised. I thought like 90 or something. Just how... <laughs> I think Just, he's eternal. I think he was never yes. born. I don't know. A thousand? Ten? He could have been anywhere in there. Um, Vangelis, if you uh, if you don't know, he was the composer of Chariots of Fire and uh, Blade dun, dun, Runner. Dun, 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 dun. Mm-hmm. Chariots of Fire in particular is the one that I'm like, I don't think Chariots of Fire would even be a movie anyone talked about were it not for Vangelis. Have you ever no. seen Chariots of Fire? It's pretty dull outside of the... Evangelist. You know, I think our guest probably has some hot, hot takes. I, uh, yeah, I, so I, I, I'm, better introduce I, I'm positive our guest has thoughts on the on hottest this. takes about the coolest music. Yes. Uh, our guest today is uh, so, so he's one of the sharpest improv minds I, I've ever seen. Anyone's ever seen. He is the uh, sharpest tool in the shed. Yes, he is the sharpest tool in the shed. Uh, we met him out here at UCB Theater, uh, where he has done a f- a fabulous work with, among other groups, as a, a group convoy uh, in here in Los Angeles. Uh, he, uh, you've seen his work as writer and director of things, uh, episodes of Children's Hospital, Bajillion Dollar Properties, Hot Wives uh, of Orlando, uh, so many other things. We were talking about how a lot of things, too, that uh, have disappeared forever. Uh, <laughs> but our, our, uh, uh, our guest today is Alex Fernie. Hi, guys. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for uh, coming on. And, My pleasure. Uh, and, uh, and, oh, and also we forgot to mention his, his great, his most important role, his father. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's right. That's right. I'm a, I'm a dad. You're a dad. actually you're 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 the second part of the family that to for us to to interview yeah. on this show. Going for the set. Yeah, yeah, we get the complete set. We're gonna get we'll get your daughter on too. Get her That's, her tips yes. on this film. No other film. We're gonna ask her to watch the Northman. Um, <laughs> That's true. You are the we we talked to uh, talked to your wife uh, Deborah uh, a couple months ago. Uh, we talked about Greece too, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and it was a it was a wonderful conversation. We're talking to you. We talked to you guys separately because we know you you guys together it wouldn't work. It just yeah no yeah very. Uh, I, one of the movies I pitched was True Stories, and we're like that family where the parents just don't talk, but they still live together because we're doing it. Uh, it's very toxic. It's very horrible for all parties. Uh, what are we going to do about it? Hey, what you going to do? It's a yeah. modern family. Do you find that you guys, do you find that you and uh, you and Deb agree on movies usually? Yeah, I, I, I think so. I think we're both pretty forgiving. Uh, and, uh, so I think that is like, we'll, we'll do a lot of like, oh yeah. And then we'll agree with whatever issues we usually have. And then go, oh, but I'm glad I watched it. 
the mm-hmm. I, I think the main difference is I have a higher tolerance for scary than she does. Mm-hmm. So we have a system where I will frequently see a scary movie she might want to see and then report back, uh-huh. don't see this movie. Or, yes, you can see Get Out. Like, like that, that tends to be our, I will see scary movies twice because otherwise she'll just never see it. Okay, oh. so you're like a you're like an official uh, poison taster for the king or something. Yeah, and what it, what it amounts to is, are there a lot of jump scares? And if the answer is yes, yes no, go for Deborah. But if it's just a creepy movie, she's on board. And then every now and then I'll get it wrong and I'll hear about it. Because I heard about this this movie. They shoot horses, don't they? Oh yeah. They, you all watch that, and there was a jump scare uh, related to it. She is was talking about. No, that she she was so tense from watching it oh. <laughs> that you terrified her in yeah. the kitchen. So there yeah, was a jump scare. Right. Yeah. Now, yeah. I was flashing back through. It's like, when is there a fucking jump scare and they yeah. shoot horses, don't they? And what could it possibly be? <laughs> is that part with the ghost? You don't remember? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> maybe I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> This was more just the intensity of the movie put you in a state of mind or, or, or where it, it was it was like a, she was like a, a sort of like I- anything, anything could be. Could, yeah. Could, yeah. You're yeah. looking for the release in that movie. You know, it's yeah. coming somewhere and then it, it comes out. Like, also, anything in the last two and a half years, the smallest stimulus makes me tense. It'll be just yes. anything. Yeah. And I, I observe a change in my status quo and I'm like, fuck, 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 fuck. Oh, no. <laughs> Yes. Wait, 300 hospitalizations? Uh, I, I no longer have the ability to deal with anything unexpected. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, this is the, this is like a theme uh, that's talked a lot about on this show is like how how hard do you want your entertainment now? You know, um, can you can you hear this? What's happening? Cat. Hey, stop it. <laughs> I have to go deal with this cat who's like digging in the floor. One second. It's a body. Stop it. Jesus. I love imagining it's not Anne's cat. This is just a random loose cat <laughs> has come in to dig through the floor. Sorry, it was like thump, thump, thump. Anyway, we'll cut this part out. Uh, the, 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 you were talking. Yeah, how how much, how extreme can you take your entertainment these days, you know? Right. Um, uh, this relates to both to be, being a parent and having like a having a I'm not so I can I can watch anything. Uh, <laughs> uh, but but uh, but uh, we talk about, you know, in the sense of like, yeah, some parents don't don't love watching certain kinds of stressful entertainment and people in general. It's like, uh, yeah, if you've had a rough last, uh, 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 let's say, uh, six years, <laughs> maybe uh, there's certain things we don't like to watch anymore. Yeah, it's yeah. like a, it's like your stress cup runneth over. Sometimes yeah. it's just like, oh, no, I don't want to watch the one about the lady who convinces a guy to commit suicide. What? Yeah. Oh, why would I watch that? Why would I watch that? But people love true crime. I don't get that. Do you do you have any thoughts on on true crime? Yeah, like like the the sort of like being attracted to it, like the SVU thing of like, I'm scared of it. So I want to watch it a lot. Yeah, it's like I don't even like I, I get real grumpy about it. Like very cranky old man, uh, specifically with true crime. Sometimes, because to me, I'm like SVU. I almost get more than actual true crime, where I'm like, okay, even if it's a fictionalization of something true, for some reason there's enough there. And then when people treat like real true crime podcasts or documentaries in the same way you treat, you know, 
I don't know, Mr. Mayor or whatever, like has like, right. this is your end game. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I don't know, man. Like there's still like very dead and destroyed people. And that, that, like I have a, like that, that is no fun for me. But then also I will watch fictional people do horrible things to each other and be like, that's fine. Yeah. They, it's not they don't real. exist. Yeah. It's not real. Yeah. I think it's a tough one because if, especially if it's current, it's like, oh, those like, I mean, this is totally coming from my perspective, but some of these stories, it's like, oh, this is about something happening to a person whose parents are still alive. Yeah. And, and they, I also, not to get all political, but I feel like all the people who are like convinced, like crime is out of control and it's coming for me. Yeah. True crime has to make people think that. Like it has oh, to be totally. like, oh, it, there's oh, always the yeah. guy in the bush and he's going to stab me and it's going to be this whole mm-hmm. thing that has to make people afraid. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. totally. And especially some of the it's like, oh, you know, the 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 murderous woman who murdered the woman is like, yeah, 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 yeah. Thanks. Thanks. But <laughs> I saw yeah. a, a statistic the other day that was like, whatever, it was a poll that was like, what's the what's worrying Americans more than anything right now? And it was number one and two were inflation mm-hmm. and violent crime. Yeah. <laughs> And the third one is, will Jennifer Aniston ever find love? That's definitely on that list. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but inflation, one of those things that sort of goes up and down and, uh, and will probably correct itself soon enough. And then violent crime, not particularly worse than it's ever, ever been. <laughs> no. 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 Oh, I'm afraid of it. I want to see some true crime about inflation. Well, the yeah. price of the damn peanut butters is the true crime in our country. That is the true crime. Jeff, um, the true crime. <laughs> McKay's on it. He'll make something. Oh, he'll do it. He'll do it. Well, his 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 philosophy. Mm-hmm. We haven't. We didn't talk about don't look up here, but I do think it's worth. It's interesting to me. Like his philosophy, I think, is that we are too obsessed with like pop stars, or you know, like uh, that was that was what I got out of that movie. It's like we talk too much about like pop culture or something, and need to focus on global warming, which. Which and I re- really do love McKay as a as a comic mind and as a, as a writer, but I, I do wonder is that the problem? Yeah, um, yeah. He there's a thing that I think about this all the time. I think about it too much. I need to let it go. There's one shot in Vice. They're talking about something terrible Cheney did, and it's like the the end of it, and it's big building up, and it's sort of like, but no one was paying attention, and then it costs to cuts to like three drunk girls dancing in a club. Yeah, and I want to be like. <laughs> I don't think what happened in the early 2000s was girls in clubs too much, dancing yeah. around, not paying enough to, attention to Dick Cheney. I feel like maybe that's not the target that deserves all of our ire at this moment. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It was spring yeah. break's fault. Yeah, if we just hadn't gone to Cancun, George yes. W. Bush wouldn't have happened. But we blew it. We chose Cancun. Yeah. 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 It, do, it, it does feel like sort of, Saying like Americans are 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 dumb, and that's why their bad things happen. And it it's like there isn't really a solution in there. It's yeah, just, yeah. Just I mean, yeah, I don't have a better fucking answer. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I'll, I, I'd probably make the same Spring Break movie. Um, <laughs> well, I don't want Leonardo DiCaprio to die, so that's why I care about climate change. Yeah, yeah. He's got to get them. Yeah, works on me. Works on me. I mean, how is he going to go to the beach with models? Yeah, the oceans rise. I am deeply invested on eighty-year-old Leo DiCaprio dating twenty-five-year-olds. I need to see it. I'll be bummed if we don't get there. I think it's going to be so fucking funny. You're like, I gotta live to be old enough to see this. I just gotta see it. 
Yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta work out and, and eat right so that you can watch eighty-year-old Leo. <laughs> and he's got to be really fat because it's like the the yeah. previous iterations of this were like fat, hairy with the you know with a cigar or something. But it, it's it, with him, it's like smooth and and yeah. baby-faced, yeah. but also eighty. I just yeah. have questions. I just have to say it's very important to me. Good. Yeah, Jack Nicholson pulled it off with that that. Uh, yeah, well, he's that, the classic. He's yeah, the, the sandwich, the the sandwich on the boat. <laughs> <laughs> That's a life philosophy. <laughs> Belly out, sandwich on the boat. We always cover a bit of a bit of background just to just to so that the people can kind of get to know you a little bit. Growing up, what kind of what turned you on into a life of comedy, uh, movies, television? Obviously, it became something that you were interested in. Uh, how? What was your relationship like that's, with that stuff growing up? Yeah, uh, uh, I'm sure it'll shock both of you, uh, having known me for a long time, to hear that I was very much an indoor kid. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And like, shocker, shocker, and, like, shocker. Yeah, right. Real surprise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, like, growing up, movies were were like a legit, very big treat. I grew up in New Hampshire, and going to movies was a really big treat. We rent movies a decent amount, and I always like watching. I remember my dad signed up for that like uh, the, that movie version of like the Columbia recording, like where it's like six movies, a penny each, and then oh, we'll just yeah. send you movies. But oh. he signed up for that. I remember we got Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. We got the Bad News Bears. I don't remember what else we got, but I remember those two. I always um, wanted that. Yeah, and it seemed like such a great deal because it was like pennies for one. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then I, I even as a kid, it sunk down to me how frustrated he was trying to get off of it. Like it was just like <laughs> it was impossible. As a kid, yeah. it was like one of my first understandings that there are scams. That like you're just like, sorry, man, we're gonna send you movies no one wants forever, and there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> uh, and then. Uh, I also remember when my folks got divorced, going to see movies became like a thing I'd go, like when I had to go visit my dad, we'd go like see movies like uh, in Boston and stuff. And, and that I think also, I, I feel like this is for a lot of times people who like get into movies in like high school and stuff. There's a brief period where it's like, my personality is I like movies. Uh, uh-huh. And I'm 15 <laughs> and so that's my thing. Instead of being like, oh yeah, the dominant art form of our time. Sure, good for you. You like the most popular art form of the Yeah. Very impressive. We're all amazed. Um, and then for comedy stuff, it was always like, I, I think it's been on my mind because it, like the, the, the new version of it is, but like, I remember finding kids in the hall, which mm. also like a lot of that stuff is some of it was that like very stagey SNL, like it was in front of an audience, but then they would do, they would do short films that were, yeah. you know, like reference heavy and like really well made. And I remember that specifically younger, like clicking something of like, Oh, okay. I think that was something that kind of removed movies from me from being like, it's this big impossible thing and then this other thing and they're fully separate to being like, oh, yeah, I can kind of that was like the first moment I remember thinking like, yeah, you make a movie, people make it. And then you uh-huh. can also do the shorter thing. Like for, uh, I'm having a hard time verbalizing it, but I like think there that was are like options. Yeah. 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 Oh, oh, yeah. Like a sense of short films as a. Yeah. As a, yeah. Yeah. Instead of just because I feel like as a kid. For a long time, it was being like. Yeah, Ernest Scared Stupid is out, and that's a movie that exists and probably always has existed. I don't know. I'm a child. <laughs> like, right. 
and, and then get to a moment of like, oh yeah, people make these things because it's either a, a gag or a story or something that they want to tell. Like that was like a, oh yeah, yeah this is like mm-hmm. a job and the thing people do. And maybe it's specific to the people making it, that it isn't yeah. just like has existed for all time. It's not like Casablanca. It's yeah. like, oh, they just wanted to do this and they did it and that that's its own thing. Yeah, I yeah. think the idea that, that I think there's a thing for anybody who makes movies is like there's a point where you realize that people make these. Yeah. I feel everyone has that. <laughs> it's like And it's such a weird thing to not but like of course, like like May, my daughter, she doesn't know. She's like, Yeah, I'm gonna watch Encanto. She's this week gotten very into Star Wars and just oh. wants to watch Star Wars movies because of a friend of hers. And like we mm-hmm. watched the first two Star Wars movies. Wow. And she like and she like it held her, which shocked me. Uh, but it's fascinating watching her because like you can tell the questions she's asking. She's like, Yeah, this is a reality that she thinks she's watching. Right. Yeah. There, there's no sense every now and then you'll slip up and be like, Oh yeah, you know, the the person who plays Darth Vader and yeah. there's just no reaction from her. She's uh, that doesn't make sense. That's Darth <laughs> Vader. There is wow. no person who plays Darth Vader. You you're, you're yeah. saying something stupid. Yeah, I was kind of thinking about those movies and whether they would be too scary, but do, did you feel like I mean, I guess the first one isn't that scary except with the the basically his parents die. Is that not I distracted her, her for that one shot of their <laughs> okay. char- charred bodies. Like, that okay. was the one thing. I was like, hey, May. And she looked at me, and then it was gone. I was like, never mind. And I, that was the one. And then the only other thing that got even a little scary for her in the first one was when they're in the, uh, they're in, the, like, the trash compactor, and there's a yes. thing, and it's trying to eat Luke. That, I could see her being like, I don't know about this. But then she thought it was funny when they were getting smushed. That killed. Yeah. It was just oh, the yeah. monster that she was like, I don't know. I don't like this trash monster. Yeah, because oh, it, yeah. it is because you can't see it. The, the not seeing yeah. it is a little like, oh, could that be in the bathtub? Yeah, exactly. And it is. We keep monsters in our bathtub. <laughs> you, oh, yeah. You keep them. Uh, you got it. Uh, yeah, yeah. You got to You got to have a, you got to train the kids early to not fall <laughs> the trash compactor. Um, <laughs> We're all trained really effectively not to get in trash bins, though, because <laughs> of that movie. Like, there's a generation beyond us who's like, I don't know, maybe we should get in the trash compactor. <laughs> Saved a lot of lives. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Showing Star Wars does feel like a truly like a land that is a, this is a watershed week. This mm-hmm. is like a, a massive week, probably. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I always watch it growing up and like I'm not a huge Star Wars guy. I like Star Wars and I've seen the movies and little drips and drabs of other stuff. But I was never like a, a extended universe novelization guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but like growing up, like, yeah, that was like a sort of big thing. And I, it is exciting to watch it with her and to watch her like. It, it reinforces something. It's like, oh, there's something special here because her reaction to it is like guileless and mm-hmm. like fully locked into this thing. And it's not counting movies with Muppets. It's the first live action movie she's watched all, all the way through. Oh, wow. Like she's seen like the Muppet movie and some of those, but everything else she's seen is animated. And anytime we've tried something else live action, she's like pretty quickly been like, no, thank you. Please put on Vivo. <laughs> Uh, I have to say no. I, I would prefer not, but okay. Please, no. um, it's interesting though that your move is uh, not to go with the prequels first. That was a joke. I didn't know if she was going to like it. And I was like, if I'm going to watch this, I want to watch the, the. This is what we'll watch. And she and uh, yeah. and she's like, 
her, her friend Joaquin loves Darth Vader. That's how we get on this. Okay. And okay. she was like, mm-hmm. I like Darth Vader. I want to watch Star Wars. And I was like, I can't show her Star Wars without Darth Vader because she'll be like, that isn't Star Wars. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. And uh, uh, so then she sees Darth Vader. She loves it. When the music comes on, she'll go, uh-oh, Darth Vader's here. When the bomb, <gasps> bomb oh, she's yeah. like, oh, no, which is cute. <laughs> and she also, in Empire Strikes Back, the second Yoda showed up, she was like, that sounds like Grover. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, really, it's like, oh, yes. Wow. yes. She called there, it. It, yeah. fuck, it is Grover. Yeah. Good work. <laughs> yeah. It would have been really scary if she was like, that sounds like the director of What About Bob? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's next year. She'll figure yeah. it out. <laughs> like, ah, oh, yes, 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 yes. God, they're going to be so, so able to. I mean, especially growing up in a world of where some kids' parents are in movies or making movies or something, that they're going to have this kind of savvy that I don't think any of us really had about, like, being able to name all the voices and... Yeah, and access to everything all the time, yeah. Right? And just, like, the YouTube clip of the scene that I like that's three minutes long and I don't want to watch the whole movie, just that kind of... I mean, I'm even that way with albums now, where it's like, oh, I have a playlist. I don't listen to albums. Why would I listen to an album? Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I don't have that kind of time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I feel like star Wars is a, is a, is a perfect example of this. We had a guest last week named Tim Barnes, who's a a great writer and a uh, very much a star Wars head and made this observation that like you, everyone now comes into star Wars at a different point. It's a different reality for everyone. And like, Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, uh, for your daughter, it's like it's kind of cool that she's seeing like she's starting actually kind of where a lot of people started with it. But for a lot of people, it's the prequels. We had uh, Danny Jelinek on uh, and he was talking about how he, the first thing he showed his kids was the pod races for someone else. It's mm-hmm. Clone yeah. Wars, you know, like yeah. it's this big thing. I'm showing that- I'm showing my daughter Clone Wars. <laughs> That's, it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Actually, I'm only showing her Obi-Wan Kenobi, the new movie. And then that's it. That's I will not tell her that there's any more Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, or yeah, no, you can I'll show do her that. Solo. That's it. I'll just yes, be like, just this solo. is the whole thing. This is what people like. <laughs> this is, yes, it's very popular. Why? Um, I don't know. <laughs> it's it's also crazy to me, like, and not to rehash the last eight years of horrible online online dialogue, but like it's so funny to me that like Disney and the people in charge don't see exactly what you're saying, Ryan, which is like people are coming to Star Wars in so many different ways, especially young like kids that you would mm-hmm. think you would embrace that and go wider instead of this weird contraction where there's 20 people in the entire universe that stories can be made about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cause yeah. you could like, and I think they're finally getting around to that, but being like, you could like, for better or worse, that's something Marvel does where they'll be like, here's like kids Spider-Man swinging around. You don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's yeah. for the little ones. And then, okay, Sam Raimi, go have a third of a movie to do what you want. And then we'll dictate the rest. Or, you know, like yeah. they kind of are a little bit more, they're controlling, but it's, it feels like there's more, they're casting more like feelers out to try to like rope people in, like especially mm-hmm. little ones mm-hmm. based on what they might be interested in. Yeah, yeah, and and not making it into a thing where it's like you have to reach a certain age or you have to know all the lore or something like yeah. the the entry is easy. And I think that's true of, of Marvel now, but I don't think when it started it was. So when I watched Iron Man, I was just like, "What?" 
And now I can watch any of them and be like, I basically know what's going on. You get the gist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if we're being really honest about Star Wars, like when I was a kid, I think I liked Spaceballs as much as Star Wars, like the parody <laughs> of the thing. Uh-huh. You know, you're yeah. just open to all different kinds of versions of, of a th- it's It's just it's the joke that you it's the story, you know, so you're open to every single variation on it, whether it's comedic or satiric yeah. or, you know, serious or whatever. Um, well, getting the reference is one of the just the spiciest things. It's like the best feeling to be like, <laughs> you know, when you go to a, you go to like <laughs> any show related to NPR and they make like a really, really like Noel Coward joke or something. And there's yeah. the people in the audience are like, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I feel like just being able to do that as a kid is oh, yeah. it's amazing. It's amazing. Like May, May also- knows Star Wars and she knows Darth Vader. And to other kids, that's going to be like, what? Yeah. She also has a, I think, I think it's a Spaceballs level joke that she came up with uh-huh. where she calls Chewbacca gummy instead of chewy because she thinks that gummies are chewy and that's a funny thing to call him. And I think she's fucking right. That's a yeah. good, at least Spaceballs level joke to call wow. chewy gummy. That's really, that's a dad joke she came up it, with. It is. She came oh, up with it on her own. She knows it's funny. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah, really? For three and a half? That's A plus. That's, that's, that that's really is. I love material. it. Gummy. That's exceptional. Yeah. You got to write that down somewhere. Gummy, so can... gummy. Get Friedberg and Seltzer on the phone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you get a 79 minute movie out of that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could at least get yeah. like a Disney plus yeah. uh, half hour animated something. I'm perfect. Gummy, uh, Chewy's friend. Love it. Oh, only on on the subject of dad jokes. I'm just curious because we have, I actually haven't, we haven't talked to a dad about this yet. Do you have any memories or any specific things of, you say like, oh, I went and saw movies with my dad. Is is there something come to mind of like, I saw that, uh, that movie? Uh, I can remember very distinctly going to see The Little Mermaid with my mom on my birthday. Wow. Um, yeah. I guess that's 89. Like, I can remember, like, going nuts for Batman. I don't remember going to see it. Mm. Um, but, like, Little Mermaid at the, at the uh, Colonial Theater in Keene, New Hampshire, I remember going to see it, which was, like, an old, like, big, like, movie palace in, in my small town. And, like, for some reason, that really stuck with me. And I remember going to see Beetlejuice. And the Deo scene scaring me so badly, we had to leave. That is like my that is like my first real memory of going movie theaters. Like the 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 shrimp hands coming up was like the straw that broke the camel's back, and I lost my mind, and we had to leave (laughs) Beetlejuice because it was just too scary. That is pretty scary, and because after that is the the, where their skeletons getting married. It's yeah, yeah. I also have a faint memory in I. Recently, I looked up what year this would have been. It would have been 1986. So I would have been, I think, I would have been five or four or five. Uh, and I have a faint memory of going to see Song of the South when they re-released it. Oh! No. I just was, wow. yes, yes. I, I just looked this up. Like, it was probably 86. Yes. Yeah. Which is nuts. Like, in my mind, I was like, well, no one's seen this since, like, 1963 or something. Being like, in my, because I was like, but why do I have these, like, memories of the visuals of, of why do I, beyond zippity doo why can I remember this? And I yeah. went down this, and I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, it came out in when I was, like, a little kid. And those were the movies they take me to see. Like they also did like Snow White they re-released and stuff. 
and I went to see yeah. Song of the South. Wow. Snow and, White and- is surprisingly uh, terrifying, really. Oh, yeah. At the end. The Song end. of the South, I don't, I don't think I actually saw. I only know it as something that has to do with Splash Mountain. Yeah, I mean, there's, other, there's certainly other elements to it, Anne. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, nothing else. <laughs> right? I think that's why it's controversial. It's because it's of Splash a, lot Mountain. Of, a lot yep. of controversy mm-hmm. around Splash Mountain. Yeah. A lot of, yeah. 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 The lines are too long. Yeah, it's that's just it. I years. haven't heard anything ever. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a divisive ride, really. Yeah. That and, is a um, funny question, though, is that there are movies that are, like, I, th- I think I talked about this already about... Um, Calamity Jane, which is a movie that I watched as a kid a lot, uh, is a Doris Day movie. And like everything, it's got, you know, casual sexism and stuff. But it's also just got these songs that are super catchy, but they have uh, terms in them that we would not use anymore. So it's like, okay, you can't show that movie anymore because they're so impressionable. You're actually laying the groundwork for something in a person. Mm -hmm. 100%. but it's weird to be like, oh, I guess I have to wait to show you this or maybe never show you this. But like, I don't know. They'll be better than us is the point. It does feel like with a lot of this stuff, knock on wood, they will be better than us. So they will have the tools to be able to watch it without being like, right. this backs up my worldview right. that's very bad. They'll be able to yeah. go back and be like, oh, how horrible. But also yeah. this, but like, like our, our generation and certainly older ill-equipped we can't handle it we don't it's either like (laughs) with the internet we cannot handle it the internet broke our brains we are no longer as a whole able to do that if we ever were maybe they will yeah i don't know i think they will i think they will because because all those children's books (laughs) my god the children's books like the level of children's books like we have one about maya angelou and it has in it a a, like a, a page that is describing racism in it and just reading that and and like explaining like oh the reason why they're looking at them like that is because of racism it's like i didn't have any books like that when i was a kid i was taught in new hampshire i remember i was taught that when we learned in elementary school we learned about like the civil rights movement and it was explicitly taught to me that in the 60s the civil rights movement happened and that fixed it Oh, okay. Yeah. Like explicitly told the civil rights movement was a thing that happened and is over now Mm -hmm. and fixed it. Uh, Nailed it. And and again, Keene, New Hampshire looks exactly the way you expect it might. And there was no one there to be like, hold up. There's just a bunch of people going, ah, yes. Looking around at all my identical children. Yes, absolutely. Checks out. Oh wow! All my well, identical children. It's <laughs> a great phrase. I'm like, wait, hmm. I was looking new, around. I'm wondering if there's another voice here that I can hear. New soap opera. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Oh man, that's uh, that. So we should talk about this movie because, because it does. Yeah, speaking <laughs> of very diverse. Oh yeah, super yeah. super high levels of diversity. You have beefy blonde people, and you have not beefy blonde people, <laughs> and you have you you have you have people with abs, and then you have more people with abs. I don't think there's anyone yeah. without abs in this movie. So it's 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 the Northmen. I was calling it the Norsemen because who the hell cares? But yeah. also because, because you know because you're a mom. You were. Ah, what's I was, that, I what's that movie doing... called? The Norsemen. <laughs> 
I was doing a total, uh, I reference this all the time, apparently, the Elizabeth Taylor saying, the Titanic. <laughs> Titanic <laughs> one. <laughs> but it is, uh, it's a, uh, a very, I guess it's the basis for Hamlet, like the original. I was thinking it's like, it's like if you base the next Batman on a Batman show from the 60s. Yeah. And you skipped yes. over these Batmans and you were like, what? I'm doing the original thing. Yeah. This is, uh, this is exactly like that. Loosely adapted from the life of Amleth by Saxo Grammaticus. Yeah. Which is a cool name. I was also uh, Googling it. I was like, that's a person or a book? <laughs> like, I had to click on it. <laughs> that's a child that's going to be born in about uh, nine months. <laughs> I'm like, is this where grammar came from? Is this like the guy uh -huh. that was good at grammar? It does. Uh, it does kind of sound like that. <laughs> But apparently he's just like a really, so it's like, there's a king. I mean, we don't really get into plot here because it's high spoilers. So watch it. Then listen to this. Listen to this. See if you want to watch it, whatever order mm -hmm. you feel like. Uh, but this definitely will focus on things that maybe as a parent, you, you, it's it, it, jump scares, uh, ick scares, maybe. <laughs> yeah, there's some <laughs> ick in it. Definitely <laughs> some ick. There's some intestines falling out. Yeah. That's one thing. But we'll get to that review later. But basically it's it's a it's a big beefy <laughs> man uh killing a lot. I yeah, think. a big a Viking big, epic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's it's, mm -hmm. it's a true Viking epic and in the in the uh IMDb trivia uh there are a bunch of anthropologists saying this is the most <laughs> accurate Viking movie that's been made. Can't be true. Impossible. I don't <laughs> I, I think it's like I for real cuz uh that's that's it seems like you would run out of people to kill really fast if this is actually how people were living it's movies like this like uh uh there's definitely some like john wick to it of being like totally it, yes it mm. doesn't matter how many ads you are if you get stabbed that that's probably it for at least the day <laughs> uh and yeah. then so, in movies or stories like or or old epics you know like there are people who are so good at killing that you're like, well, yeah, you just took out a whole town and didn't get touched. But in reality, it just takes one person to sneak up on you. And part yes. of me going like, there's this fun shot of him making his way through a town, just really slicing and dicing while walking with his shoulders yeah. two feet in front of the rest of his body. Yes. Uh, and yes, he, he kills. Walks, <laughs> like, he walks like, so crazy. <laughs> it's like he read the description hulking, but it's at yeah. the top of every page. And he's like, okay. <laughs> Yes. H hulking. Yes. Every piece of dialogue had hulking uh, in, in parentheses before. <laughs> yeah. All right, oh, like it. that. What was that one where it was uh, one of those like uh, syndicated shows where the Hercules? Yeah, but it was Hercules where he was he was supposed to say like a line, but he was supposed to say it conflicted or something. And he oh, just disappointed. Disappointment. Now, I've, I've actually yes. heard, not to derail this, but I've heard two different uh -huh. things about this. One was that Kevin Sorbo saw in brackets disappointed and yelled out, disappointed! <laughs> yeah. uh, and then the other is that he, Kevin Sorbo said that he was a fan of the movie Fish Called Wanda. And in the movie Fish Called Wanda, Kevin Klein multiple times says disappointed is like a. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so he said, yeah, just on the day I improvise that or something to cover, a, you know, something or and, and that people thought I was reading the stage. <laughs> so <laughs> well, which do you know. think is the real story? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But I would love to hear uh, Skarsgård yell out. 
whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that. I believe that. He, uh, Sarsgaard, this movie begins like when the, when this main character, uh, is it Amleth? Is a boy. Yeah. I'll be honest, I didn't catch a single name in this movie. Yeah, no, they're all, no. they're all. <laughs> like, yeah. It's all, it's going to be a lot of R's and just, yeah. When Rar is a boy, yeah. uh, his father is Ethan Hawke. He's, he's killed. Very Hamlet set up. He's, he's killed. And then uh, as he gets older, he's recruited by these Vikings, basically. Yeah. Uh, no, I think he's just taken in by the Vikings immediately because he's an abandoned kid in the woods. And the Vikings oh, are like, okay, yes, here, let's yeah. raise you to be. There's this thing about like becoming a man, going from a puppy to a dog. And mm-hmm. uh, that part, the anthropologists were like, that they made up. <laughs> oh, the sort of <laughs> rite of passage, that kind yeah. of insane rite of passage. Yeah. No, he's yeah. just a puppy. I was like, what? <laughs> Yeah, okay. where they drink out of bowls on the ground. Bowls, yeah, mm-hmm. Defoe's bowls, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did you yeah. have anything like that in in uh, growing up? Yeah, the, like the smoke lodge, the underground smoke lodge. Yeah, was that like a? Yeah, in, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. You have to go down there at a certain age, and I don't know if that's like, a northeastern tradition or anything. Yeah, it's more more SoCal actually. I think <laughs> Robert Eggers is from near where I grew up in New Hampshire, and oh. in, like I, I really like the witch. But part of what I like about the witch a lot is that the woods look like the woods around my house mm-hmm. growing up. So the the witch, which is like a dark. It's not a fun movie. You're not like, gosh, I, I just want to live in the world of the witch. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for me, I do because I'm like, yeah, man, the, those creepy, weird, skinny pines. Like as all this mm-hmm. bad stuff is happening, there's a devil goat. I'm like, oh, I miss those creepy ass woods. <laughs> like, that's home. <laughs> yeah, it's such and like I even while I remember while I was watching, be like, it is weird that I am reacting so nostalgically to this story of these people starving (laughs) and the devil infiltrating their family. Uh, Well, do you miss your goat, though? I miss my goat. I miss Black Phillip. Black Phillip is such a good good character. I think that in this movie, because I, I thought The Witch was so great, and I think part of what made The Witch so great was that it took this horror movie idea and it put it in a setting where people wouldn't go, yeah, but it's just a horror. Like, that's not a real thing. Put it into yeah. a world where they would believe that this was real. And so it was like, it, they didn't have that element of like, your house is haunted by ghosts. Psh, I'm a doctor. I, I think you're mentally ill. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah. And I like that part of it. And I think in this, because the scale was so much bigger, I, I was missing that kind of like, in this world, this is how uh people behave it was just yeah. so much killing mm-hmm. right off the bat just yeah. immediate killing every killing 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 all the time and and also like surprisingly non-lusty too for this type I, of movie i definitely thought the and i enjoyed the movie i definitely thought it was going to be weirder and hornier yes, based on the yes. trailer i absolutely yes. did mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. and then i watched it, i was like oh this is a pretty straightforward it's conan the barbarian <laughs> Yeah, you know, like that's what this is with some fun visuals here and there. But like, it, it's it, I thought it was going to be Bjork's in one scene. I thought it was going to be Bjorkier. <sighs> yeah, like, and yeah. It, you thought Bjork it, it, was going to be taking that lead. You thought she was going to be. <laughs> I, I was like, oh, she's going to be swooping in, doing some stuff. Maybe she's got some magic stuff she can do. Eh, just hanging out in a weird hat. Yeah, well, but- Willem Dafoe is in this movie, and it, mm-hmm. at, at a certain point, he is he di- he's dead. But his head can still talk because he yeah. has this sort of like shriveled head where if you, cool. you cut off part yeah. of his hair and throw it into the fire, he talks. 
Was that really him playing his own uh, uh, severed head? Yeah, that's him. That's just he's so good, man. He's so so committed. They take the makeup off, and that's what he looks like. (laughs) Oh, da-ding, da-ding. That's a a real zing there. I don't know if we're going to get him on the show. (laughs) I'm not doing Mama Needs a Movie. Um. Yeah, I thought, but there's that part which is kind of like this magical thing and then then there's another part where uh Skarsgård needs to go and get this magic sword um that he finds out about in a in sort of like a, a dream state and the 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 knight from um Indiana Jones is mm-hmm. protecting the sword and I like that because I was like oh undead people is cool but then it's also Game of Thrones yeah like, wasn't he a White Walker? Basically. Yeah. I, I mean, dustier, maybe. I don't watch Game of Thrones. This is actually one of my questions. <laughs> How much crossover is there of, of this kind of film in a Game of Thrones? Like, you, you were talking about the weirdness thing, which I think is interesting because it's like, clearly, I don't think, I don't think Robert Eggers, the, the director here, had Final Cut, but it is yeah. like, a, it's, not, it's somewhere between an art film and a big, and a big budget blockbuster epic it's like a weird it's either you could say oh, it's kind of like a weirder version of a big uh epic film or it's a really large art film it's somewhere on that spectrum um but to me it it, it had a very unique feeling to it but i don't watch game of thrones does this just happen every week on game of thrones <laughs> well uh, game of thrones hasn't been on for a while <laughs> it's, it's about to come back the prequel oh that's right game of thrones was a show i watched all the way through and i very i stopped enjoying it like season two in and just out of sheer inertia i kept watching the damn thing uh and it was that always felt more like this is serious. Even mm-hmm. when they would do lighthearted stuff, I always felt like Game of Thrones thought they were making something serious. Yeah, I think and so. I, I don't know how to verbalize the tone difference, whereas this is like, it's not being like, hey, we're, we're going to quip our way through this ultra-violent Norse epic. Um, but it still felt less like, Game of Thrones felt like, we're going to show you that violence is bad. Well, also, we're going to enjoy the hell out of the violence, which never rang true to me. And yeah. this felt more like we are telling this story in the way we want to. Uh, and, and, and that's it. And for some reason, that tone clicks better with me because it's just kind of like, yeah, you're not trying to make any huge statements about now in this. Right. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. there was no there was no connection to any political movement or idea or anything and it was just like and straightforward i do think that eggers is like very unafraid in all three movies to be like hey deal with this world or not in the witch yeah. and the lighthouse and this being yeah. like i'm i'm making this and kind of like welcoming you into this world that is there's elements that connect to the real world to your world but no one lives like these vikings no one lives like these lighthouse guys no one lives like the witch people in 2022 mm-hmm. uh and I don't know. I think there's some QAnon folks who do. Actually, like there probably are some witch people. Yeah, <laughs> I think there's the, the witch people is a bad example. There's definitely people who live like that. The uh, other ones, <laughs> the other ones, are t- they're t- no, but they're probably yeah. the witch. Hundred percent people who live like the witch people. Yeah, <laughs> like, she's spoiled now. I did not see the witch because I'm scared of the devil. Uh, right. You're both right. witch fans. 
Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like well, witches in general. I'm a big proponent of telling my child that Elsa is a witch because that's not a normal way of behaving for a princess. So I'm an advocate for witches, not just a fan, an advocate. (laughs) (laughs) This movie kind of reminded me of Frozen a little bit. I mean, similar. Yeah, it's exactly like Frozen. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I'd show. Yeah. Um, And then The Lighthouse. You mentioned The Lighthouse. Did you like The Lighthouse? I did like The Lighthouse. Okay. But I will say this, too. I am at a point now, like, again, like I said before, I was, like, pretty forgiving of movies. I, I watch Marvel movies. I enjoy them. Like, like, it takes a lot for me to flat out go, like, I regret spending those two hours. Normally, I can pull something that I can think about and find interesting. But I tend to react very positively, even if I think something isn't exactly what I wanted. If I just am, like, I'm glad this got made. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, yeah. when it, like and I, I feel that a little bit with the Northman, too, where being, like, you know, in a maybe more in in a Hollywood situation where the money wasn't just going to you have to spend three hundred fifty million dollars or ten dollars and that's it. Mm-hmm. That there should be more Northmans and lighthouses, good or bad. Yes, yeah. yeah. Because I'm I'm just excited that this weird it actually got made. It's a miracle any movie gets made, including the like the huge ones. But yeah. like especially stuff like this, I'm, I'm so. That I'm just like, I am happy that this exists and got made in this modern time where everything is working against you making a movie about two weirdos in black and white at an odd aspect ratio screaming about (laughs) farts at each other for two fucking hours. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's part of part of what's interesting is like you can see like, I don't know. I don't know Robert Eggers at all, but you can see how committed a director he must be because he's getting people to be so weird so yeah. consistently and i thought nicole kidman in this like there's a point where she's screaming and freaking out and being like yeah i killed your dad and i liked it mm-hmm. and yeah. it's like i don't think i've seen nicole kidman go to that place in a really yeah. long time i was blown away i was like when the movie started i was like oh she's kind of like a, taking a back seat in this movie and mm-hmm. i was that was the, that was the most i was like there's a lot of impressive scenes in the movie. That's my favorite scene is her yeah. is is her between her and Skarsgård. I was like, this is she's so good. Uh, and you forget that she's like capable of what she can have. She can do like a major scene, like a major that turn. And yeah, grip. You look, it's a grifters. Yes, it's, yeah. it's pretty. It's oh, my God. It's so grifters. Uh, and I think that in that scene, too, it's interesting because you could read that as her being sincere and saying that or as being this woman who's who's figured out how to make this situation work for her. Like, how much yeah. is that real? And I think the movie, the the movie's attitude is kind of like, oh, she's evil kind of thing. But I don't think it was like, oh, I don't think Nicole Kidman is thinking that. Yeah. Because there was another layer of like, this is the this is the situation that I'm dealing with. I'm going well, to also very pointedly never. She basically never interacts with Ethan Hawke. Part of it based just on structure. Mm-hmm. But like. They purposefully don't show you her perspective at all of what it was. They only see it through the kid's eyes. And well, the, the one yeah, little yeah. glimpse is when she's like, never come in when I'm getting undressed because she doesn't, a little bit of spoil, she doesn't want him to see something. Right. And I think that made me go, okay, yeah, there's a real purposeful thing here. They don't really show her pretending to be like this loving wife. And they also don't show whether or not Ethan Hawke was how he treated her. They don't show yeah. you either. You don't know. Yes, yeah, yeah. so you don't fully know. So they like, I mean, it's up to you to 
take her word for it or do you take this child's word for it who's now grown up into it? You, you could also say that maybe she she had a reality and then it's been years and she's had to endure yeah. whatever she's had to endure. And because in the beginning, she she does get turned down for for going to bed. Yeah. But what does that mean? Like yeah. in the, in the context, I mean, same with Game of Thrones. It's like the 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 sexual power having is like, well, that's all you got, kind of. Yeah. And the whole movie is a little weird with that. Like Skarsgård says, "I would never kill a woman," in one scene, and I'm like, I just watched. Yeah. A lot of woman killing. Yeah, you How ate it you? in a bedded. You <laughs> ate it in a bedded, sir. You just were like, oh, there's rape happening behind me, and there's a, a, a like an entire town's worth of women and children that got burnt up. Being but, dragged yeah. away, yeah. But yeah. like, not me. Like, what? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. He, I mean, I think it's a great variation on. Because watching the movie for about half the movie or over half the movie, you're like, this is just a revenge. You know, it's almost like Braveheart or something. Like, mm-hmm. you think you're actually the movies the I Patriot. thought about. The Patriot. The Patriot. I thought a lot yeah. about Gladiator. I thought a lot about Gangs of New York. Um, anything where a guy's dad gets killed and then and then goes to avenge the dad or whatever. Yeah. And, and a cool guy that can kill 50 guys is in the movie. Yeah. And then suddenly midway through the movie, you're like, oh, your entire sense of purpose, your entire sense of whether or not you even think this is a good idea is being turned on its head. Yeah. Um, and which is a uh, frustrating, I think the movie's doing well, relatively well, but that's the moment I think, whereas like a studio executive, you probably panic and go, Oh shit. Like, this guy's whole sense of this, the whole mission is off. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is it tracking? <laughs> the, uh, yeah. I don't know who the dude is. And I, I looked up his name and I've already forgotten, but the guy who plays, the 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 uncle mm-hmm. uh who's like set up as the bad guy fear yeah. or whatever it is uh like i really liked his performance which was like in huge chunks of it silent yeah uh, mm-hmm. like he talks but like there's whole chunks of it where he's just kind of like selling this he's finding interesting levels of like not just like evil you know, Alan Rickman, Sheriff of Nottingham, Prince of Thieves type, which is yeah. like, you know, what I kind of thought he was going to be from the trailer. And <laughs> the gay king, but, uh, or that's, I'm thinking of a, like James uh, Adomian did the, the that's right, yeah. gay king bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's got the, like that fur on, but the, he's, he's playing it like this guy knows, is unhappy and knows more, but it's not in that sort of like, I'm a bad guy and I'm unhappy with my lot in life. Uh, and I thought that was like really interesting. And they make that point halfway through where it's, the other Vikings like, oh, yeah, he killed his brother for absolutely no reason because these other guys came in and took all his land. And then that's just kind of like left alone. Like the whole first act is like setting up like he's the king and mm-hmm. he's power. And then uh, Skarsgård has to go beat him up and take it back. And then like you find out, no, he's not the king of anything. He like works on a sheep farm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, well, I still have to go kill this guy. And that's so interesting. It's not even like to reclaim yeah. my my rightful thing. It's just violence. Just for, revenge. For yeah. Violence. yeah. And that I thought was an interesting uh, uh, choice so that it isn't even be like, yeah, he's going to get back what's his. He's just going to kill a gonna... bunch more people and and then dot 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 who knows well the avenging aspect of it is is very uh is is interesting but then i really liked the girlfriend part of it uh where she's kind of like Anya just um, it, almost immediately upon seeing him is like you 
Yeah. You you can protect me. <laughs> I'm going to go with you. Because her main way of, I guess, protecting herself from being constantly assaulted is to have her period. Yeah. Which, which was, I found, very funny. Yeah. <laughs> when she lifts up her dress and she's just like, look! Yeah. <laughs> like, like, boo! <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't think, honestly, that would work. I don't, I don't, I don't know how uh, the Vikings were, but I don't think that would work. It, they didn't strike me in the rest of the movie as squeamish. Due no, to no, no. I think they were like, <laughs> cool. Uh, like, yeah, a little bit of blood. Right, the only thing we don't like is blood and breastfeeding. Yeah. <laughs> Ew. The movie also does a thing that movies do all the time this sort of thing and i love it so much it makes me laugh so hard like a little bit i guess why like Anya taylor George's character is like this one but like so he's a kid and then they do the time jump and when mm-hmm. they do the time jump to now he's grown up they're all in this long boat and all these guys are rowing and the camera's pushing down and the intent is like which one of these people is our guy yeah every single person on that boat looked insane like would have like a wobbly <laughs> eye or like 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 weird scars and then there's this like perfect human being yes. that like the yeah. camera's creeping towards pretending yeah. as if we don't see him and be like yeah. I know who the star of the movie is yeah. and I know it's none of these dudes it's none, yeah. of the, it's none of the guys trying to get the keys from the dog inside Pirates of the Caribbean yes. <laughs> yeah. it's the, in fact the world's most handsome man is the dog. Yeah. who's just uh, rowing this boat yeah. not breaking the sweat and you're like, yeah, that's himself, the guy. probably yeah. <laughs> he's the only one rowing and it totally worked and then when he swims Oh my god! It's like it's half amazing, half funny. How he swims. Yeah. Oh yeah. He swims like a dolphin. Yeah. He's just like I can swim. I can do whatever. Apparently, like that battle scene was supposed to be everyone naked, and the studio was like, uh, <laughs> "We can't do that." But man, that would have been amazing. I was surprised oh, yeah, yeah. by how little naked butts there were in this movie, and there is one. There is yeah. one naked butt, but it's turned away from the camera, and I was like. This is a movie where I know the original draft was full of dicks. Oh. Yeah. We just saw flopping dicks everywhere. I thought it was <laughs> going to be a super naked movie based so on the trailer. Yeah. yeah. I was mm-hmm. surprised. I expected there to be some sort of like witch seduction scene. Those sorts yes. of movies love a good like, oh, and then the reveal is I'm a witch. Like, yeah, yeah I was surprised there wasn't more of that sort of stuff. This yeah. is, this is, uh, uh, Robert Eggers is, uh, I get a little bit, I confuse him slightly with there's a there's a kind of a group of filmmakers. There's Robert Eggers. There's a guy called Ben Wheatley. There's mm-hmm. a, there's Ari Aster. Mm-hmm. There's David Lowry. Mm-hmm. The Green Knight. And then there's like movies like other st- stray movies like Lamb or Men or whatever these things were. Anytime it's like a bundle of sticks or like an A-frame house or like. You know, um, someone's wearing a hat made of flowers or something. Yeah. It's this new wave. It's like the I don't know what to call it mm-hmm. of of mm-hmm. of filmmakers. And you know, when you see one of these movies, you're like, I'm gonna see something crazy, you know. But this one was definitely more of a. It was more of a traditional studio movie, which I actually kind of liked. It yeah. moves at the pace of a studio movie. You don't have to yeah. get in like art film mindset, you know. Yeah. But you probably do miss out on some witch seduction and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And there are like, I mean, beat (laughs) for beat, like (laughs) tonal shift. It could just be a Thor movie. Like, like, Mm -hmm. right. Like absolute Mm -hmm. beat for beat. What happens in the story 
that could be Thor, and then he's mm-hmm. running around, and Odin's doing something, and Hemsworth is quipping. Uh, uh, and I think that, again, like, is part of why I was like, oh, like, yeah, like, you know, there is an alternate reality where people are making the Thor movies that they make, and then also making big movies like this more regularly. Yeah. Because it's not, like, this sounds like an insult. Like, again, very violent. Plenty of people are going to be like, I don't want to watch The Northman. But it's not like it's, like, one of those, like, hey, this movie dares you to enjoy it. Like, right. Like, yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, because I thought that, like, watching it as, as like, going into it, going, like, oh, my God, how many babies am I going to see with the throat <laughs> slit? Oh, no, no. I know it's going to happen. Just a couple. And they basically do off screen. It made me think of uh, Match Point when he, mm-hmm. it's like, Scarlett Johansson's going to be killed. But you don't have to see that. Because yeah. you're going to have to watch the rest of the movie with this guy. And not to defend Woody Allen, who apparently we love because we talk about him constantly on the show. Woody Allen comes up every episode. He goes, <laughs> you know why? He made some good movies. I don't know what you to know tell you. You know what? I think it's like, don't trip, don't trip, don't trip, and you trip. It's like, don't talk about Woody Allen. Oh, my God. And now I have to. But it made me think of that that idea. We don't, well, we don't talk about Woody. <laughs> we don't talk about Woody. Um, but when you're when you're doing that, kind of thing where it's like okay yeah he's gonna murder a child he's gonna like stab his mom and murder a child actually also made me think of that one with um god forgives only god forgives only god forgives yeah right oh, yeah. which has some weird mom stuff where he puts his hand inside of her Griffin, yeah. inside of her body after he's murdered her it's a little bit similar kind of like sex violence mom stuff if you're into that Look it up. <laughs> but in this one, it was like, we're, we're going to sh- tell you that he got stabbed multiple times by his little brother and then he murders him. But we don't see that. And I appreciated that as something I was able to watch. Yeah. Like, I can't watch this character anymore if I'm going to see lots and lots of raping and murdering like up close. And it this was is like temp- I, I it feel- was careful with that stuff, yeah it's funny to refer to a movie like this like as having restraint because in most ways it does not <laughs> yeah. uh but i think it's like i have yeah. a hard time ari aster movies i don't enjoy them and i don't yeah. like watching them mm-hmm. um and like I, I i didn't like watching hereditary like i and no Mm-mm. part of it is because it is that sort of like we dare you to enjoy this um and for well, some it's reason- so much tension it's like you're you're dying already why do I need to be told that dying happens? <laughs> yeah. like that. And, and stuff like in Hereditary, when she goes off the cliff, the lady goes off the cliff and lands on the rock. Okay, great. That's right. And then, and then they show it like three more times. They, they mm-hmm. go over it and they really make you look at it. And I get it. Like, uh, uh, but it's just not something that I tend to respond positively to. And like in this one, when there was like the, the, the most notable child death in this one, I was like, ah, oh, they're going to do it. And then they yeah. did it. And it was like, but you understood what happened and it moved on. And yeah. I was like, yeah. okay, that, I, I thought it was going to be a little bit more of like a, guess what, audience? You're looking at dead kids today. Did you ever watch uh, the, the TV <laughs> show, the new version of Perry Mason? Oh, With my the, God. Oh, my God. Don't talk about that. Okay. Well, I then. accidentally watched that. I think that. you have. I think you know what I'm about to refer to. I was I watching. Hated that. Don't talk about it. Okay. <laughs> I'm so triggered. I was watching that. I was, oh, my God. I'm getting chills right now. I was what so What happens? Does he not upset. solve the case? No, there's, there's an <laughs> awful scene with a child, and it's so nauseating, and I think about it way too much still. And it was like, I, I don't think I'm allowed to tell you, but it's based on a real thing. 
that happened in LA. And it's horrible, and they show it in the first episode. And immediately to a baby. And and I I closed my computer, I was washing out, and I said, You fucking bastards. And I just lay there and cried. It was, and that also also was on like you. You're, I think, probably in the same situation Deb and I were when we were watching it. Of like, yes, real rough baby. age with our kids being Ooh. too close, too close to yes. this major plot point of Perry Mason, the prequel. Uh, yeah. Oh my god. Well, now I'm curious. And they didn't you even use the Perry up. Mason theme song until the last episode. That's bullshit. <laughs> That's the real event. That's, that's the bring real back show. Raymond Burr. And, you know, back in the day, it was just Raymond Burr oh. figuring out and solving a little mystery. You guys, I'm sweaty. I was excited to watch the show. And then I was like, you're ruining my life for fun. Don't and I will this. say this, too. They kept showing it in the previously ons. I watched oh, the whole did? show. Oh, no. They <gasps> went back to it. So oh. I was like, well, surely I won't have to see this again. And that uh-huh. was not the case. There were several other episodes where it would just sucker punch you with the same fucking horrible image of a dead baby. Ugh. I will I will say, though, that after watching this movie, here's how I watched this movie. I watched part of it. I stopped because I had to do something like, for my real life. And then <laughs> I woke up at 1230 at night and couldn't go back to sleep. And so I watched the rest of it in the middle of the night, which is visually Perfect. a good idea. But psychologically, not a good idea. There definitely was some like going and checking on my child afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> She's okay, right? The doors are locked, right? <laughs> like, there's a little bit of like, uh, I mean, all that sort of like the, the, the being able to taste that someone is pregnant is very interesting. I, I appreciate that weirdness that mm-hmm. he, he licks his girlfriend and he, he's like, you're yeah. pregnant with twins. That's a real. I can do. I can do that. I have that still. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you don't know that you don't have it. You'd have to yeah. have someone. Yeah. it's a lot of circumstances that need to be occurring. Yeah, but I like that weird uh, lineage tree. Um, oh yeah, yes. I like that too. That was I thought that was really cool. I really like the weird aesthetic of it and the use of it, and yeah. That's yeah. how. Uh, that's how Hollywood thinks about uh, celebrities. Is they go, oh <laughs> yeah. Pick Phil one off Collins' the- daughter. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Lily, come. Who's her daughter going to be? Uh, floating in that horrible tree. Then Gar- slowly Gar- rotting like- as they get past 30. Hey, there's Stellan. <laughs> yeah, they Stellan fall off. Alexander. Yeah. Uh-huh. What about his babies? Are they going to be tall? Yes. Yes, they will be tall and hulking. But that was interesting. But I also feel like these movies, they, they so emphasize blood and... Uh, like or, like bloodline and stuff, and mm-hmm. I, I think because there's adoption in my family, I'm always like, "What is this? What do these feel like?" <laughs> if you're like, "Yes, that isn't," that's like, "But my parents are my parents. Like, doesn't yeah. that count for anything?" Well, I definitely think too, kind of connected to that. Like, we're all adults here. I feel like we can all admit that Nazis are gonna fucking love this movie. Oh, for sure. Well, that's like, a question. Sure. Yeah, that'd yeah. Be, that's like, a, quite a, a lot bit of was white people that. having white people really protecting their bloodlines. Blah blah blah. That's and true. Like, I yeah. don't think that there's anything in the movie that like, but like, you know, if you're predisposed towards really worrying about things like that, about yeah. bloodlines and blah blah purity, this movie ain't going to challenge you. 
But let no. me uh, let me because no. this was uh, this was written about quite extensively at the time of the release. Um, people saying that like there's there's this movie will. I think Robert Eggers was wanted. To, he was like, I want to reclaim Viking and Norse mythology and this kind this kind of imagery from the from white supremacists and make a film about it. And then and then uh, reading quite a bit about like uh, how yeah white some and this is truly like someone checks a four chan. Yes. post and it's like we like Nor- uh, Northmen or whatever and so it's like well white supremacists like the movie so it's I don't know if they're like watching this <laughs> yes, at their meetings. Yes but do white supremacists like us because we talk about <laughs> <laughs> movies like this. Um, uh, if, you, if you're a white supremacist and you're listening you can go take a hike. <laughs> I don't care what you think. Don't you know what? You feel free to click not like on this show. Click, feel free to give us one star if you're a white supremacist. Um, but do you do you think it's the only like, people that would? It's truly the only people that would. <laughs> is it should have like? Do you feel something was missing? Like, oh, maybe he should have made a, a statement, or is this like, hey, this movie has to exist on its own terms? Yeah, I think it can exist. Like, I, I think it's one. I think there's a little element too of the internet that messes it. Right? Like, I, I think it's a related conversation of like that lady who declared Wes Anderson a fascist a couple weeks ago on Twitter and triggered the whole thing uh, because the French Dispatch was a fascistic movie to her. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, and oh, yeah. a bunch of people started arguing about it and it was just, it was the pits. It was the pits. I don't know just why. It's a fun I day. Like to, yeah, real rough. <laughs> uh, and then she got very mad that people were disagreeing. Blah, blah, blah. But like, so I think like there's nothing in the movie like feels like it was like, oh, we are encouraging this, especially because it is yeah. based on this like, actual epic tradition you know it's coming out of something and shitty people are going to like stuff uh yeah you can't uh, fight that yeah you can't really fight that well i think it's also it's just like well the whole story is contained in this world where everyone is a monster-sized white person Mm -hmm. that's that's the the universe is that it's not like there are people being uh, like i'm sure that Vikings did did kill people of color. If they had access to them, they probably did. But I think if the movie had that in there, then there would be a different kind of addressing of it. Yes. And, yeah. and I think it's no yeah. more honestly like the aesthetic of Viking stuff is so uh, Nazi-ish uh, yes. because they've claimed it. But like the actual content of the movie, again, separate from tone and all the bloodline stuff, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it, it, it's Harry Potter. You, you yeah. know, like it, like yeah. that's it's all there's it, 90. It, it is Luke Skywalker of just being like, ah, yes, you pass this pure stuff on, and you're like, yes, but okay. I'm gonna, it, it's well, the exact a, same thing. There's a part where, where uh, uh, Anya Taylor Joy, where she says, My earth magic will stoke the flames of your sword, and I was like, yeah, I know, I this is exactly what this movie is like. <laughs> like, you're, you're what, sure, yes, yeah. Sure. But what? did you guys notice the fox from Fleabag and from Antichrist was in this movie? I did notice that the fox <laughs> the fox made a little cameo. The Chaos Reigns fox. Reigns. <laughs> and you know, I think that this is, it was like, you know, that you get you get Defoe, you gotta get the fox. It was like some sort of deal in his Yeah. <laughs> you get Defoe, you get the fox. Same agent. It's the same agent. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> you know, it works for the both of them. 
Yeah, it's like, you know, he's got a lot of demands. There's also the beat, the mushroom beat, where I just started thinking about Phantom Thread uh, being like, oh, okay, yeah, this bloodline goes right to London. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Those are some bad shrooms. Like, (laughs) a guy's like stabbing himself in the neck. Like, over and over. Yeah. Yeah, I I mean, I'm not a big shroom guy, but I think they're. Yeah. I'm pretty sure people like them more than they are. Than they <laughs> I think that's them. an unusual reaction to shrooms. Yeah. I haven't tried them. I don't know. Most people just go to Joshua Tree and, you know, yeah. look at their hand. <laughs> Try to find the satellite. Well, lie, lie in a hammock. I thought there was a small section in there where they were at the the sheep farm and there were people being murdered. And then they had like, they decorated the one of the buildings with bodies of people. And that was yeah. like. This is very, very, very creepy, but it's almost like they didn't have a, they didn't focus on that that much. They were like, yeah, that's there, but just don't look at it too much. But it reminded me kind of of like a weirdo Agatha Christie story. It was like, oh, they're going to get picked off and who is he? And then that ended so quickly. It, I thought that's what I was like, oh, okay. Now his plan, like, yeah. I, 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 this is actually the thing I keep thinking about with this movie is like how purposeful was this choice because it does that and you go like oh he's got this plan Mm -hmm. and he's going to like fuck with them and blah 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 and he's going to mess with them and do all this sort of stuff and sort of build it up to it the plan goes away instantly uh and then i think the movie kind of goes like no he has no plan he's this lunk-headed muscle dude who's just trying to kill everybody (laughs) and if that's on purpose fully then i love it more than anything if like for a movie to go the the hero has no plan. Sometimes <laughs> yeah. he's just nailing a bunch of dead dudes to a barn. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes he's just doing his job. He's got no scheme. I yeah. love that so much as opposed to the sort of like, I love a Notions 11 movie, but I don't always, I, I sometimes I'm like, please don't have just, a good plan. I don't yeah. make good plans anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yes. The plan doesn't have to, plans don't go well in real life. Why would I no, want I've never had a plan movie. go well of anything I've ever done. I've never had a plan actually pay off all of your revenge and heist plans yeah never go all my heists are failures oh so yeah he is really just a an agent of chaos which is that scene is that scene is i mean it's a disturbing image it leads to an interesting conversation where the guy goes these are this is the work of christians yeah he says uh these christians that drink blood and worship a corpse nail to uh, a tree Nailed yeah. to a tree, yeah. yeah, which is interesting yeah. to think like, oh, the Norse, the, the, it probably was like a conversation they were having at the time of like, well, our Viking stuff is the real stuff. Who's, what's this weird blood cult yeah. uh, uh, around, formed around a, a dead man on a tree? And one other thing, just on the, the Nazis uh, too, <laughs> yes. I do think the movie has an element of trying to address it where the bad guys a couple times bitch about people coming into their lands yeah. who are different than them. It'd be yeah. Christians or people from Europe. Like they basically make that sort of like keep immigrants out, like UKIP and the UK sort of argument just yeah. kind of amongst yeah. themselves. And I think that is purposefully going like, Hey, you, you, again, you, you Nazis, you think you're Alexander Skarsgård, but these are just like, these like fail sons hanging around a sheep farm complaining that different people are around now. That's, I think that might be you. Uh, And it didn't lean heavily on it. And I don't think the movie needed them to lean, but it was, it was there. Yeah. Well, I think it also had in it that, I mean, as I was watching it, I was like, dang, for, for sort of like the, you know, people who might go in that direction of being like, Oh, you know, white people in Europe, they've always been so advanced (laughs) 
beyond these these savages. Ah. And it's like, yeah. uh, these are savages, you guys. Yeah. Like, this is yeah. what you're talking about? These like Swedish people? This is like the Icelandic <laughs> yeah. people? Like, eh, they're pretty savage, actually. Yeah. All dirty. All just like dirty. Most, most conversations yeah. are just like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had this observation. This is a visual, so it won't translate. But this is every line of dialogue in this movie was, Thing I'm saying, thing I'm saying, thing I'm yelling. <laughs> <laughs> you, yes, you've written a, a one line, another line, and then yeah. three big lines. A whole bunch of lines and exclamation points. You know, which is a no-no in writing, but I'm pretty sure the script has a lot of exclamation points in it. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. These guys are the. There's the. I think that's a great point that this is the the, the QAnon shamans of their day. They're. Uh, <laughs> They uh, look like the uh, the Cumanagem. I have a hypothetical question. Mm-hmm. This has to do with revenge, and you guys can answer this as parents. This is a kind of a disturbing hypothetical. But uh, let's say, does it talk about Perry Mason? No, no, it's not <laughs> okay, Perry. Then we're fine. <laughs> but let's say that you were you were killed in okay. some way uh not in a in a realistic way like in a in a in a you were you were you were taken out because someone wanted your seat of power okay let's say oh yeah well that okay. could happen to me <laughs> in a in a in a in a fantastical way and uh-huh. you have an ability to to from the afterlife or something you had the ability to to c- consult with your your child about what to do about it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What what do you say do you say avenge me do you say <laughs> hey just leave it alone live your life <laughs> Yeah, go to the beach, have fun. <laughs> so, in, so in my situation, someone really wants to be that third member of Convoy doing a monthly improv show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they've taken me out. Yes. Um, there cannot uh, be four. Yeah, there can't be four. It has to be three. Rule three. Uh, here, here's I think the unintended element of the question that I'm that I'm going to attach myself to. I'm in some sort of afterlife able to talk to may i think because of that i get i think i would go like you know what i guess i'm still around don't worry about it (laughs) (laughs) uh uh, not as bad like maybe like the the catch 22 is like okay they wipe me out and i just cease to exist any all hopes and dreams gone then i'd be like yeah okay if i existed in that case i would want maybe (laughs) some sort of recompense but I wouldn't exist in that case. So then that's the catch too. So then if I still exist, I'm like, now nah, I'm just floating up in Valhalla. I guess like, you know what? Don't worry about it. <laughs> You'd just be like, I'll just come to you, but I'll, we'll have some rules in place about how often I'm able to see you and talk to you because there will be situations I will not, you know, it'll be uncomfortable yeah. if I'm there on your first date. Don't avenge <laughs> me there. Yeah, you can reach out and then, but just don't worry. But avoid this person. It seems like they have. Yeah. Uh, oh, you don't want to say that. Like, avoid the uncle. Like, don't go near the uncle. You don't go near yeah, the yeah. uncle. Right. Yeah, yeah. His stakes for improv are too high. That's unhealthy. Yeah. Uh, but you'd be sort of like, like, like Venom or something. You'd just be like hanging out. Yeah, talking just don't hang out my island. Yeah, talking yeah. around. Yeah. Yeah. Just say, hey, I think probably for me, if I, if I, I think I would be like, uh, I think I would try and drop in and give advice. I don't think I would be like, avenge me. So then I disappear. Cause that seems to be part of the deal is that once they're avenged, they, they take off. Yeah. So it's, it's like, you gotta, you gotta 
tease it a little bit so that you get to hang out because then you're never satisfied. I forget in this movie, I just watched it last week. I can't. Once the revenge happens, we never see Ethan Hawke, right? We never see any sort Mm-mm. of like force ghost like, nodding hey. happily. Yeah, <laughs> no, he doesn't. Yeah. yeah, the closest you get is Willem Dafoe comes back and is and, yeah. and, and, and communicates. Yeah, but you don't see Ethan Hawke being <laughs> you like. Don't get I really like that too. Like, I think the, that's the, the <laughs> <Hawk scene>. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with the young Ethan Hawke that they've just like. Uh, digital altered from the They should have done a boyhood. They should have had him yeah. be like, yep. like from reality bites. He's let like, me tell you about Wilco and Queso and let me that. tell you about my novel that I wrote. Uh, your mom is, you know, she's got her own journey, but uh, I got my thing going on here. Anytime you want to talk, kid. Oh my god, what a what a great dad. <laughs> Solid. Solid dad. I don't know how Nathan Hack was in this movie. It's sort of like the 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 like the warrior dad is an interesting thing because it's like he doesn't really participate in your life, but he's super important for how you relate to the world as a man because he's a warrior. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it seems like a really it seems like a very hard life to have uh, like an amazing battle axe dad. It's easier oh, yeah. to have a like mm-hmm. a typewriter computer inside dad. Uh, do you think your daughter's going to have a, a tough time, uh, Alex, because uh, you're, you're a battle axe? Yeah. Like, I'm really just pushing her to become a perfect physical specimen mm-hmm. uh, that can make me proud by defeating our enemies. Yeah. Uh, if she doesn't, she won't be able to go to Valhalla with me. Or if she just, like, dies of old age or something, that's bad. That's uh, Yeah. Oh, she, you know, she gets it. Yeah. yeah. Well, of course she yeah. gets it. Of course she gets it. <laughs> yeah. See when gonna... battle for the swings at the school. Like she stands her ground. <laughs> oh what is the game they play in this yeah. movie? They play a like a, a is oh, they, cr- they, cricket they, or something? They play uh they play well, I wrote it down. Punch rugby. Course yeah, ball. They play yeah. uh murder rugby. <laughs> they play murder rugby. I was like, is this Quidditch? No, not Quidditch. No. It was it. Sometimes you see movies like, I think they know that this is funny. Yeah. Like the cut from Skarsgård's team to the other team, which is comedically huge. Like yeah. it is like in a cartoon when it's like, like in bed and broomsticks when they have to play that <laughs> soccer match yeah. and one team is all these little dorks and then the other team is like a lion and an elephant and a rhino. <laughs> yeah. Like, like it's so bizarre. <laughs> and then they're just instantly getting their teeth knocked out of their face. And you're in that game for a while, like just yeah. really watching it. And yeah. they're being murdered, right? I think they're supposed to survive for the most part, but maybe he kills the big guy. It's a little, there's so much blood and so many people survive things. I'd be like, I, I would be dead just at yeah. the concept of what just happened to that person. Just yeah, I wouldn't make it very, it. I always think about that when I watch movies like this. I'm like, I wouldn't make it two days. I wouldn't make it two hours. I would mm-hmm. because nothing, there, no one's doing, my skills are completely inapplicable in this universe. No one's yeah. looking for like mildly, like <laughs> the, whatever, like my kind of little mild Your humor quips? or whatever I do. Or <laughs> you don't think quipping would save you in this yeah, world? Yeah, a quip is not going to help, nothing. And then in this movie, especially, there's not even like, a, like in a Braveheart movie, there's like a scene where like the guy like plays with the kid for a second. There's no scene like that. In this yeah, movie. Or, no they, or they have like the entertainment 
where yeah. it's yes. like the jester is performing. It's yeah, like, like no. ha, ha, jester, you think you're, you're, you're making fun of me, but I'm truly the biggest of all. The like, no scene like that. The closest <laughs> it is is the first time Defoe shows up and he says something and the uncle goes, basically, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Just like comes yeah. at him so hard, so instantly. Yeah. Like, yeah, gee, okay. Yeah, he is yeah. the jester, but it's just a, he's immediately shut down. He's like, <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, you don't have a, you're not supposed to talk, jester. There's none of those like uh, we break out the loot and we all have show no. a happy scene. Like it's everyone's just kind of like when in that scene where he you first see like Skarsgård attack that town with his Viking buddies. And like there are like normal people. It'll be like a dude with like a little wheelbarrow with some like grain in it or whatever. And they're yeah. just getting massacred left and right. Yeah. Yeah. And it does go like, no, there are normal non-hulking people in this world. And their job is to pull a little wheelbarrow around until somebody kills them at the age of 25. That's yeah. it. That's all they can hope for. That's yeah. the end of their story. And the, but, but I was surprised by like the, the where are they in this movie? Because <laughs> he's a Northman and they go to Iceland. Mm-hmm. And they're in Poland. That's where that's where that attack happens. That's like the land of Rus is like Russia, Poland. But oh, that's so okay. far, right? Yes. That's what I was it, like. How are they go? How it would have taken him like months to get to Iceland, right? I think it did. I think it took them a while. Those longboats they go all along. Like I remember learning about this in college about like they would travel like shockingly far to raid places and uh-huh. then come back, and it would take them a long time. Uh, um, to get around. But I also think, like, honestly, living here, like, in California and America, like, it makes me forget that a lot of Europe is very close to it's each very, other. Yeah, it's very small. Yeah, like, I think of it like, oh, man, it's so far away to go back to, like, New York. But then I'd be like, but there's, like, so many countries across that level of distance in Europe. Of, and I imagine it's like in Sino, like, you could go from, yeah. like, France to Poland is like traveling to the valley. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. Going to like Lancaster, I'm like I could be oh my in, God. I could be in Spain by now. I was, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I wish I was in Spain. When I went to Bakersfield, it's like I wish I was in another country <laughs> instead of this whatever this is. <laughs> but most of the movie takes place in Iceland with uh Iceland, I believe. I believe it must have been shot in Iceland. Apparently I was just looking up, apparently it's a lot of Northern Ireland. Oh, okay. I, I, I where assumed my it would all be people Iceland come too. from? Where my people were raped and murdered? <laughs> yeah, they uh, wherever it is, absolutely stunningly beautiful. Oh even God, even yeah. though the foreground yeah. has blood and uh, 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 horrible things happening in it. Uh, I like when is... they're when they're going to meet up at the gates of hell, and then it's like, and the, the location card is just the gates of hell. <laughs> <laughs> the gates of hell, which is but, not hell, 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 which is not. Christian hell. It's not double hockey sticks. It's single hockey sticks. Exactly. Yeah. Different realm. Yeah. Yeah. But there, Uh, it's a volcano. They're just going to have a fight by the volcano. Volcano. Yeah. Yeah, which is an interesting. <laughs> meet me out back at the volcano. <laughs> meet me at the volcano. Weird shot fight. It's kind of a. It's most of it is done in one shot, and um, Mm -hmm. it's just sort of silhouette. I kind of appreciated the lack of. Um, it felt like a very practically shot. Mm-hmm. climax which is kind yeah. of nice in an era yeah. where every climax is like a cgi swirl that's my like thing i've been uh, uh i was just grumpily tweeting about it too early in the day but like that uh fake outdoor green screen studio look where they don't want to mm-hmm. shoot exteriors so they shoot inside that just it's basically just it's just modern canvas backdrops yeah but yeah. but for some reason they present it as if it's going to trick us and it doesn't and again in this movie i thought like i was like oh like it, it, it so clearly is not that 
like I'm, yeah. I, I bet he digitally touched stuff or removed some stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, it was so clearly there, there's sunlight shining on them or the lack of sunlight and, you know, yeah. like and it looked good and fun. And again, like somewhat abstract at times maybe. And I'm like, yeah, I'm on board for that. You don't have to like literally make me think that Spider-Man is on this bridge when I absolutely know he is indoors. <laughs> well, that's a yeah. funny thing is I was watching like a behind the scenes of, of Tom Holland doing the, the doing like the jumping off the cars when he goes and rescues the, the, like the provost or whatever she is, the teacher yeah. in the t- car. Yeah. And if you actually watch that footage, it looks more real. Cause he's jumping off a little trampoline here, just bumping off this thing. It's like, he's doing a practical stunt, but because they're then overlaying him with the suit, it looks fake. It looks yeah. like no one's really doing it, but he's being a little gymnast in this movie. You just don't yeah. realize. Yeah, I think that I think that the, the CGI, like these actors, actually do train a lot and, yeah. and stuff, and it's almost a disservice to their to their skills sometimes and their performance. That it's just like, ah, eh, we're just gonna kind of comp a suit in, and you know, yeah, we'll film it all separate, toss it together. Oh, yeah. All all of it was on the screen with Skarsgård. I was like, you worked out. Yes, you worked out. Put some time in. Everything. And I think he's quite good in the movie. I I would watch like a, if there was a series of Northmen's. There won't be, but if there was, yeah. I would watch a. I would How watch funny. Skarsgård return. The Northmen will return. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's like the the end of the Back to the Future. <laughs> it's like I we, think we have to. Your bloodline needs. <laughs> yeah, flood car flies in. We're putting together a team, people yep. from all over the world. Yep. I do think he like part of his performance is, and again, I might be looking for what I want to see, but like I think he plays it kind of dumb, purposefully. Yeah, of, so. like this guy never has any understanding of what's going on. So when the reveal with his mom happens, you fully believe his like he plays it like the fuck, like like he can't he can't <laughs> adjust to the new information. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, yeah, man, I think that's how that would go. <laughs> You've just been yes, 20 yeah. years thinking about what you're going to do. And your mom's just like, absolutely not. That's not what this is. And he yeah. breaks like, yeah, it, like, breaks his brain. He's just like, uh, I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I said, no, I said, no. Also, that kid, the, the little brother, there are two times in the movie where his parents are like, don't run into the, the murder rugby match. Yeah. And Reasonable. go in this cabinet and don't come out no matter what you hear. And both times he's like. Yeah. Yeah. do it anyway and then he nearly dies and then he does die it's like yeah. this is a real i don't know i he think we should shot. watch it yeah. <laughs> that's the lesson well speaking of which that's you have to give a uh, you have to evaluate this movie on your um actually you guys can both talk about yeah what you, what you think on the scale of uh wh- how how do you how what does a mama think about the north Man? well i mean it's it's Mama panic attack assessment, the MPAA rating, uh, but it's not exclusive to mamas. It's just that it's, it, it works with the letters. Yeah, it works uh, with letters. To be, to be blunt about how things work, uh, it works with the letters. <laughs> but when I was watching this movie, I was like, this has the material that is impossible for me to watch, but the way that it's actually filmed and the kind of ridiculousness of it makes it possible to watch. So just barely on the edge of being like, no, 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 I'm out. Like the Batman. Yeah. I walked out of because I was like, this universe is so hateful. I can't bear it. I'm leaving. The Batman? <laughs> yes. yes. Did, you see, and, did you see the new Batman? Or the, I did. Well, I watched it on HBO Max the way it was meant to be. Yes. So. Oh, yeah. The way yes. I, what, what did you think? <laughs> Two in the afternoon, I hope. <laughs> 
that, boy, it was a lot of the movie, wasn't it? Yeah. So <laughs> really much. Kept, kept my, my, my reaction to the Batman was, I think maybe the last 20 minutes, I was like, hey, you finally got to an interesting Batman idea <laughs> of Batman having to learn that you can't punch away all your problems and you actually have to help people. You can't just hurt oh, people. Yeah. And I was like, that's interesting. What if more of the movie was that? <laughs> Instead of the hour, two hours and 40 minutes leading up to that of like. Punch your way out. Uh, yeah. What, whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this movie sets up the same, basically the same thing. It's like, you're going to have a choice between your, your family and your, and love and vengeance. And he's like, peace. I'm going to do vengeance. And I, I guess because there are a lot of movies right now that are talking about like generational trauma and, and working things out. And from my understanding of, the Batman that that's sort of trying to do that too in certain ways. It's like it's sort of refreshing to see someone who's like, I don't need therapy. I need murder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I, hey, you know what? That's guys, men will wipe out an entire village instead of go to therapy. <laughs> this is what I this is what's the matter with toxic masculinity. Uh, this is a lot of toxic masculinity in it. Actually. Oh, it's very toxic. It's, it's toxic. toxic. Yeah. I also feel like my parent brain, most of my anxiety watching it was anticipation of what might happen. Yeah. Like, it is very bloody yes. and violent, but I can handle that. Doesn't that doesn't like set me off necessarily. Yeah. Uh, but I kept waiting and then it ended and I was like, Oh, okay. Like it wasn't because again, when a kid does die, it's not done in a way that like really set me. It wasn't a Perry Mason. Mm-hmm. Uh, and mm-hmm. it didn't feel like, I would bet you guys would agree with this. Maybe not. But a lot of times these guys are making like ultraviolent movies about how bad violence is or like to show you how bad it is. I'm like, no, you are enjoying this. Like, yeah. like right. that is yeah. not what you, you, you can say that all day long. The, the product does not. Yeah tell me that. like like yeah. like writers well, of justice yeah. i thought did that did it well and then like most other things are like i love some bob odenkirk but it's nobody and you're like no <laughs> like yeah you're having you're, fun you're, you're having a fucking blast you can't ex- <laughs> yeah. expect me to come out of this being like it's bad to hit people with crowbars yeah well i think um, that's also so super super true with sexual violence where it's like yeah. this is so horrible for her but she's lit beautifully and isn't this sexy it's like yeah. That's not the point you said you were making. Yeah. That was big Game of Thrones about being like, yes. isn't it horrible? And being like, I don't know, man, you are hitting this two to three times an episode. Yeah. yeah. And like, yeah. Yeah. And, everyone- and this, I felt like w- it, it did a better job because it didn't seem to be, it didn't seem to want you to enjoy a death of a child or sexual violence or anything like that. Where a lot Yeah. Of yeah. Are- do. Yeah, it was happening. Yeah. There was a scene, the most disturbing scene in the movie to me was the, there's a, a funeral that has a human sacrifice at it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. a kid has to participate in the, in the human sacrifice. And um, it's very disturbing scene, but I did feel that it was not like a gratuitous scene. I felt like it yeah. was, it was, it was like, you don't see, you know, it's kind of a lot of it. A lot of the violence is implied. I mean, I don't know. You see like a, you see a corpse with a head cut off, but like you see um, a multiple horses with heads cut off, too. Um, but I for do all think you that, horse parents out yeah. there. Yeah. For, for, hey, hey, there's, hey, people, there's people that that's for them. That's worse yeah, than the people. That's um, true. But uh, but yeah, I felt like it was uh, it was on a violence. It did make me think about violence. I, this is one of those thinking man's violent movies, yeah. I would mm-hmm. say that you do walk away going like, oh. 
Yes, violence. You know that scene too, um, Ryan. I think you're talking about. If I remember correctly, also it does like kind of a cool foreground background thing where that violence of that sacrifice is kind of the, the kids in the front and the background is where that human sacrifice is, and you're kind of seeing both at the same time, mm-hmm. and at least for a good chunk of it. And I feel like a lot of movies would give you get right up in like a throat cut or something mm-hmm. like that to really make you feel it. But again, we understand that. Like it, it, then it's just reveling in it and it was done smarter than that yeah he's he's more interested in what is the effect on this kid on this kid whatever kid that's you know in his whatever formative years or whatever doing this bizarre ritual which is not unlike what some kids do at that age you know like also (laughs) i I appreciate sometimes where it's it's like the the anticipation of it and then i can sometimes very literally as it did here just be like and we're covering our eyes and we're listening <laughs> yeah. and it's probably over now and we're good. Okay. <laughs> like, don't startle me. No jump scares on the kid murder and we're yeah. good. Like I, it's okay. I understand there are other people in the world, I, I, yeah. but I'm, I'm, I'm uh, not the, the one that I t- always tell people is like the, the only movie that I think goes beyond this rating is Dear Zachary, uh, the documentary Dear Zachary. Oh, and that's a movie where I think, that is just a movie that you shouldn't watch if you have children. Like yeah. you, ha- you had to have already watched it before you had children yeah. or just don't. I don't know if you should it. watch it with children. That one's a rough one. Yeah. No, no, um, no. I mean, like you could accidentally see it before you have kids, maybe, which I oh, did. Yeah. Yeah. And it still bothers me. And now it's like now I've I've re-experienced it in my memory <laughs> having a child. And it's like, nope, this is now worse in my memory. So anyway. Uh, it's I not. Think- <laughs> it's not quite Dear Zachary level. I also put uh, there's something wrong with Aunt Diane. Oh my that, god! Oh my god! Yes, because it's the documentaries family. you can't like, and the guy can't can't accept it, and he just can't accept it, and it's yeah. like there's this one remaining. And I won't describe I, I, it. I, I Ooh, I've not watched. seen. I've not seen that one. Oh, it's I, horrible! It, 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 it's horrible! Fucking crazy! And I, I couldn't watch it as a parent. No. Um, and no, it, because it's, it's, it's so so possible. It's so po- It's so possible, and it so unsatisfying yeah of well in terms of what happens and how much everyone's lives ruined and i don't want to uh it is very well made it is very uh, excellent uh, yes but it's like uh, you can't you can't watch it and be like okay so i just won't do blank because you don't understand what happens you watch this documentary (laughs) and you you will not understand what happened at the end of the documentary because no one does and no one ever will and it involves bad things happening to kids and you're like oh yeah okay horrible and Wait, it, 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 toss that on the anxiety pile and mm-hmm. it has it has i mean if you do if you do end up watching it for whatever ungodly reason you want to watch it it, it does show a, a dead person in the movie mm-hmm. and it's one of the rare instances where i was like <laughs> you fucking deserve this <laughs> 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 like like in the context of the film it's like yeah go ahead show that yeah. show that anywhere go ahead <laughs> which is my which is my viking heritage coming out <laughs> uh, the bloodlust <laughs> vengeance yeah, <it> <laughs> like yeah no that's fair that's fair well i got my weekend uh, plan now there's something wrong with <laughs> diane and perry mason the fool <laughs> just the first episode that you'll see yeah. very quickly i think very it's just quickly. the cold open you'll go ah yeah. yes i see so Northman, uh we got all Northman is what are you saying it's a g what what's the what's the where did you come down on it i mean unfortunately oh in my world, a lot of movies get hard ratings. So I would say this is an NC-17 because depending on where you are on the timeline of your child, it, it was troubling enough that I was 
I was glad that I had ready access to a sleeping kid who wouldn't complain about me touching her and making sure she was alive. <laughs> so NC-17, watch this. <laughs> watch this when you're feeling, you know, particularly secure. For, uh, for for child murder, child endangerment, uh, just a general uh, horrible wasteland where brutal murder and rape is uh, common. You know, I, I would toss one other concern that I had as a parent watching it is it. There's certain things this one this had a character, certain characters that show up in things that make me anxious about raising a bad person. Yes, and totally. This movie yep. has a couple shitty sons. Mm-hmm. Just like yeah. I don't know how to find oh, them. Yeah. Characters that are defined by being just shitty sons yeah uh, and that sometimes now i'll go like how do you avoid having a child that turns out <laughs> I know. like this piece of shit <laughs> yeah. it was like i'm fancy i murder yeah. sometimes but I, but i get away with everything because i'm i'm a fancy boy yeah i mean not that you couldn't have a fancy girl but yeah yeah, that's a real boy. concern. That yeah, must. I is. bet you that's an off the charts concern with your if you're raising a boy. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I have it like with. And I have a girl. I'm concerned, but like I think if I had a boy, like I would worry all the time about raising just a, a just one of those <laughs> shitty dudes. Like and be like, <laughs> what am I doing that's going to make him be intolerable and horrible? Yeah, yeah. It's a tough. It's a tough one. Well, I mean, I guess raising girls, it's it's the awful things that you're worried about. Like, well, I don't want you to be a jerk, but also, how do I train you to be able to go? No, I don't like this. Yeah. And then, yep. what do you do about it? Because I still don't know. <laughs> like, how yeah. do I yeah. actually teach and, that? And then tell me back when you figure it out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you? Te- are you teachers at your preschool explaining this to you? Can you help me? <laughs> I would like to know for the teachers what they're taking. I feel like it's like with the kids, it's like it's like with the girls, like they want to raise a don't raise a jerk, but maybe raise a little bit of a jerk. Just you want yeah. you want the ability for jerkdom to be right. in there. Right. Yeah. Don't shame them if they're like 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 be a bitch, but not all the time. But like know yeah. how to how to like, know how to target it. Get yeah. in there. And don't be rude it. to waiters, but know how to be. You're, it's okay to be rude <laughs> yeah. a little bit. But hold your so. keys between your fingers. But also, yeah. don't be embarrassed that you're doing that. And don't apologize uh, constantly, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I do. <laughs> um, uh, we'll we'll also rate this movie on a scale. Wait, of but a, you you didn't you didn't actually oh, oh, give sure, your yes. yeah. you you yeah. added a a, a, a trigger. Yeah. yeah, I think I probably I think I'm I'm probably I think I probably give it an R, mm-hmm. knowing that there's objectionable stuff in there for for many parents. But I've seen enough things that make me miserable as a parent. And I was like, this one didn't. It made me concerned, but it didn't. So I feel like, okay, I, I give this an R and go know what you're going into, but you're, you'll mm-hmm. be fine. Yeah. yeah. Don't watch it with your kids. Definitely don't watch <laughs> it with your kids. An R. Yeah. Um, and then we like to rate the movies here on a, on a scale of something that, something that was just unique to this film. Mm, blood, blood, family blood tree? Um, <laughs> that's pretty family blood tree. Oh, family blood tree is good. I had, there was a, I, we could also rate it on a scale of last tears. You will shed in weakness. Um, <laughs> oh, like yeah. That. <laughs> yeah. that is definitely a band that is headlining in Coachella. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> their, their songs are 35 minutes long. <laughs> yes. And you can't see their faces, but it's, yeah. it's really cool. Um, uh, I'll go first. Uh, this movie, uh, it's a great action movie. It is a little bit grim. 
but it is beautifully made. I the some wonderful photography. I want whatever gimbal or device uh, Robert Eggers is using to shoot this film on because it's some smooth photography. Mm, he's if a smooth like, operator. He's a smooth <laughs> operator. He's got a smooth operator. Uh-huh. Uh, if you liked uh, Beowulf. Uh, which I like. <laughs> you like, like this movie. <laughs> Super uh, weird. <laughs> yeah, this movie it's it's just uh, it's totally metal. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I wish there were more Bjork, uh, but this I think is a it's a three and a half. Um, last tears, I will shed in weakness. Um, <laughs> so three and a half out of four. Out of four. Wait, how many? Three and a half. Three and a half. Uh, last tears, I will. Shed. In weakness? Okay. Yes. Got it. I just need to write this in my notes for um, explaining this nonsense to people. (laughs) Yeah, I think, uh, (laughs) you know, maybe watching movies in the middle of the night alone uh, with lots of killing isn't like my best scene uh so i i was i was like i got more into it as it went along because i was like oh you know this is the scenery really got me i was like god why do i live in los angeles like places like this yeah they're just waterfalls not waterfalls where it's like a waterfall in quotes and then there's like a beer can and a trickle pee it's like a real waterfall. <laughs> it's just naturally great. Yeah. Um, so I just I did I did enjoy that. I did want there to be more. I like the original idea of this being a bunch of naked murderers running around. I think that would have added some lightness to it, just to see some some dongs waggling. I think that would have added some lightness. Uh, so <laughs> I think I would give this this to me was more not in terms of the quality of the movie, but in terms of the enjoyment that I had from it would be, uh, I would give it two and two and a half <laughs> last tears I will shed in weakness. Because uh, I I think I have a lot more tears to shed in weakness. Honestly. Sure. I have hella tears to shed in weakness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so two uh, and a half. Two and a half. Two and a half. I think I, I, I liked it a lot. For It, it was... A little long for me, and part of that's on me because I saw like a ten twenty time with a three year old. I went to see it at ten twenty, and so by the time it was wrapping up in this two and a half hour runtime, I was starting to be like, I need to go to bed. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But it, I loved how it it was shot, and like again, like just the simplicity of like this dumb guy's going to get revenge, (laughs) and some stuff happens, and he just kind of goes along, and it didn't overthink it. I I like that a lot. Mm -hmm. Uh, And again, I would like more movies to take shots like this and then just kind of like end and be over and then go on with it. Like, I I love that. Um, So I'd probably say, I think I'd give it three last years I shed uh, uh, in weakness. Uh, And I think the only reason it's not higher is not the movie's fault, but it was my own expectation of going in that it would be a bit weirder, a bit Mm -hmm. more Bjorky a bit mm-hmm. more sailing off to Valhalla stuff mixed in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe I would see that and I would go like, I was wrong. I didn't want it, but that mm-hmm. that's where I land now. So I, I, I go with three last year's I should for weakness. That's good. That's good. <laughs> I think that's, I think that's a good, that's, that's a, uh, that makes sense for this, uh, for this movie. And yeah, and it's a kind of, it's a kind of movie where I'm like, I got my quibbles, blah, blah, blah. I think we all have yeah. our quibbles, but like undoubtedly 
this is the kind of movie we'd like to see more of. I mean, in terms of big, a big swing, you know, something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also, we didn't, uh, I, Anne and I both saw the movie um, on uh, uh, at home because it's now on VOD. You saw the film in a the theater. We do ask what theater and where did you park? <laughs> yes, that's very important. Uh, oh, Alamo Drafthouse, downtown Los Angeles. I parked in the block. So Ooh. weird. I just went there. Uh, Ryan and Forever I saw and a movie there. Just going up in a circle. And I got mm. so sick driving up that circle. Yeah, I was insane. like, I'm going to crash through this little thing and I'm going to go sailing off the side of this building, I think. Yeah, I went with my dear friend, Alice Berg, who I, I think maybe had never parked in there. I was like, just so you know, the parking structure is insane. And uh-huh. you cannot see if there is a car in front of you until it's four feet in front of you. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm like just cruising up. And yep, sure enough, there's yeah. that Corolla right in front of us. The theater itself feels like like a hot topic, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, they, they're going for a scene. I got my, it's almost, it would extend this episode by another 30 minutes for me to get into my Alamo draft house thoughts. But, um, but, uh, but did uh, you have dinner in the theater? Yeah, because I was coming, like, I didn't have time to eat it before. So, like, I, I ate in my little seat there. All the pre show stuff was like weird old interviews with Bjork. Uh-huh. Uh, and like, then like some like no, random Nordic stuff mixed in, but that was kind of fun to watch. But what did you, what did you eat? Was it appropriate for the I film? Got, I got the, uh, no, I got like chicken tenders. <laughs> chicken There's tenders no that, tenderness in this movie. <laughs> that they serve with gravy, which really upsets me. I was what? like, I would prefer like a honey mustard or something, but I'm not going to cause yeah. a stink at the Alamo Draft House downtown LA about yeah. not having dipping sauce. They're causing enough of a stink with yeah. in the theater. Yeah, um, it's a <laughs> chicken. I saw, you know, what's weird. I saw the lighthouse at an Alamo at that same Alamo draft. House. Oh, really? I think. About it. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Well, what did you eat? I think I ate some like a pizza or something. And a, um, yeah, they don't have themed yeah. food. They do, but it's not always connected. It's often connected to like the biggest thing that's out. I see. I see. Yeah. yeah. I, I remember loving that when Denny's and the hop, like the Hobbit movies were out and Denny's was doing. Oh yeah, like uh, promotional the, the pancakes desolation and stuff. Of small pancakes, yeah, <laughs> yeah stuff yeah. like that. Oh, that gets me every time. That desolated my stomach. <laughs> I I love that though. I was so that was like a little tradition for a while. Like go to the they did it for the first two movies and they didn't do it for um, Battle of Five Armies and I was truly upset. <laughs> That's so easy. You just say five, you know, sliders or so. It's like it's right there. Missed opportunities. Take it up with Denny's. Uh, you could have served a hamburger with like a sword and it, there was blood coming out of it. <laughs> For this one. Yeah, I would have loved a, a little uh, a little golem, whatever, shape it like a ring, you mm-hmm. know, an onion ring. <laughs> and then Easy. throw it in the fires of spicy hot ketchup mortar. Exactly. Yeah, they could have gone away. They could push it further. They're taking it away. They should push it further. I um, think this is the job that I actually should be doing. Yes, you should be making naming themed food. Themed food. Yeah. That's uh, if anyone out there, if any restaurants out there need us some themed yeah, food. Yeah, call me. Uh, call me. Tweet at me. Whatever you need um, to do. Alex Fernie, thank you so much. You, you're a, you're an amazing guest, and uh, thank and thank you. you so much for coming on to talk about the Northman. This is a my, this is a, a, a wonderful a wonderful discussion. Um, if anyone uh, uh, anything to plug or any place that people can find you online to follow things uh, that you do, uh, you can follow me uh, on Twitter at Fernie comma Alex, all written out and stuff. Uh, uh, anything I'm doing tends to get annoyingly posted there. That's a that's probably the best thing because I have nothing specific to plug right now. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's the, it's the thing. But, you know, that's why the, the people follow you. The, the, they'll be the first to know the thing that you're first plugging to next. Know. And if you don't follow, I feel like I feel like most people probably listening to this do follow you. I would say that you're a you're a good follow because you always got you got you're, you're not afraid to say what you think. And uh, and uh, you're an interesting you're, you're on on that horrible horrible website. <laughs> it's a bad uh, website. You're, you're, you're <laughs> it's very bad. <laughs> you're one of the few people who uh, who you got to check in and see see what you're saying. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that is our discussion of the Northman. Yeah, and like and subscribe. I guess subscribe is not the proper terminology, but like and follow us on iTunes or wherever you download podcasts. And if there's a particular movie you would love for us to talk about and review, um, you know, tweet at us. Go on the Instagram, which is Mama Needs a Movie Pod on Instagram, and the Twitter is Mama Pod. And, uh, you know, call us on our phones if you've got those numbers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, text us if you yeah. can guess the number. If you can guess it, it starts with a number and then there's some more numbers. Ooh. <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks again, Alex. Uh, say hi to the Is whole your- family for us and uh, we will, uh, will we will uh, talk soon. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.